Hello, and welcome to Scarlet Tavern. Grab a drink, take a seat, and let's begin. Tonight, we dive deep into Skinwalker Ranch, or as I like to call it, the spookiest place where cows and aliens might just be neighbors. Buckle up, it's going to be an utterly strange ride. This is Scarlet Tavern. Alright, so here we go with Skinwalker Ranch. Um, I do want to apologize, I did not realize it until uploading both our last two episodes. There was no music for the intro and everything, so there's kind of awkward pauses. I don't know what happened, but I want to apologize um, for it sounding really awkward, because I was on Spotify listening to my my uh stuff that i listen to when i sleep and it changed over for some reason into our new episode that had just popped up and there was no music so that's how i found out but uh so i apologize for that it should be fixed now um but we'll do a little bit better on that um all right well I say we get right into Skinwalker Ranch because oh there is a lot to do with Skinwalker Ranch. And if the owner of Skinwalker Ranch, who we're going to talk about, if you ever want to have us out there, please, please, please let me know because I will be there in a heartbeat. And I will be reluctantly falling behind. Sure, he doesn't get killed. Um. All right. So, Skinwalker Ranch, also known as the Sherman Ranch or UFO Ranch, is a 480-acre property located in the Uintah Basin near the town of Ballard, Utah. It has gained notoriety over the years due to numerous reports of paranormal and unexplained phenomena, including UFO sightings, cattle mutilations, and other mysterious occurrences. The ranch was first homesteaded by the Myers in 1905. Then in the mid-1990s, Terry and Gwen Sherman purchased the ranch, only to sell it in 1996 due to disturbing events they experienced. Billionaire Robert Bigelow purchased the ranch in 1996 through his company NIDS, National Institute for Discovery Science. We will talk about NIDS a lot tonight. NIDS was established to study and research paranormal phenomena. And then in 2016, the ranch was sold to Adamantium Holdings, the current owner as of the latest update that we're aware of is Brandon Fugel, a Utah-based real estate mogul. And that was kept secret for a while. It was done through Adamantium Holdings, which is a shell corporation of his real estate company. Um, apparently he wanted to keep it secret, but he did found some scientific research, uh, to be able to study into this, which is the only reason he bought the range because he wanted to study it more here. I thought it was Elon Musk. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do is there are numerous things that, uh, 
that we stated, UFO sightings, cattle mutilations, uh, cryptids, all of that. We're going to kind of break it down and discuss what we believe. Um, again, you're going to hear NIDS referenced a lot when they had it from 1996 to 2016. NIDS focused on the research of everything happening there. Now, NIDS is the top paranormal company in the country. They are huge. They have done many things. They typically associate with UFOs. Um, so as we go through some UFO stuff, you'll you'll hear NIDS quite a bit. Um, so for UFO sightings, there have actually been quite a few reports of UFOs in various shapes and sizes. The Sherman family, the ranch's owners in the mid-1990s, reported witnessing a large, unidentified craft hovering over one of their fields shortly after they moved in. It was so large that it filled the entire visual field of the observer. They also reported seeing other smaller, saucer-like objects in the vicinity on multiple occasions. Um... They, both the Sherman family and subsequent investigators from NIDS reported seeing orbs of various sizes and colors. These orbs were often described as being basketball size with a bluish orange, blue, bluish or orange hue and seemed to emanate their own light. The orbs often displayed erratic movement patterns not consistent with any known natural phenomena or man-made objects. There are reports where these orbs appeared to show a kind of intelligence or consciousness for instance, there are instances where the orbs seem to react to the presence of observers either by approaching them, retreating, or suddenly vanishing. And then some orbs were reported to cause physical effects on the environment, such as causing animals to panic, affecting electronic devices, or even causing burns or other harm when they approach too closely. Uh, there are descriptions of crafts or objects that resembled RV-sized structures moving silently and sometimes very close to the ground. Multiple witnesses reported seeing objects that look like stealth-like or black triangular craft with white lights on their corners. These crafts would often move silently and hover for extended periods. And other reports include descriptions of unusual beam lights shooting down from the sky reminiscent of classic tractor beam imagery. Now, the stealth-like black triangular craft. That, to me, is a B-52. That's exactly now, what a B-52 looks like. Stealth bomber, is, for those that don't know. And we said this is in Utah? Yes. So, most people may not be aware. Utah is home to many, many... Uh, military ranges that is often used for training and i'm not now i can't say are the beef are the b2s and all those other stuff training there no um but it would i would not i mean nevada is a big training range utah's a big training range military doesn't may military is only obligated to um post about a military exercise only if it's near like a populated center because obvious for obvious reasons but utah desert is who's out there uh so, let's see I'm trying to see here uh yes 
Um, let's see. Well, so it looks like they, they've been spotted over Amarillo, Texas and Wichita, Kansas. Um, most of them have been doing training. So they were, uh, jets were en route to the Utah test and training range practice dropping bombs after a brief delay at Melrose Air Air Force Range in New Mexico. So they do because of the wide open space there, uh, they do train the uh, B2s there. Um, God, this is where I wish Pop was still alive because this is his expertise. Yeah, yeah. And um, you are correct. They That area has been used extensively for many 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 years um on the books they don't do that anymore on the books correct exactly that yeah off the books they're still doing it and um i saw a thing not in regards to the ranch but in regards to um the military um like a, a backward researching um, yeah reverse engineering yeah. reverse engineering thank you and it was one of their lead uh engineers who is associated with the ranch um said that i cannot disclose that that's what we're doing so i'm going to neither confirm nor deny that we have done such things in this area which in our history and line of work saying that means that it existed and that yeah they're doing it at the end of the day the utah desert is big it's expansive it is right. one of the best places to test things well and and what's interesting is they're talking about this black triangle that black triangle has been spotted since the mid 90s oh yeah uh, which if anybody, what's that, Ben? Uh, well, I just thought of something. Um, for all you uh, plane gurus out there, uh, you they will note that uh, that black triangle most um, closely resembles not just the B two bomber, but also the F one seventeen stealth bomber. Correct. Yeah. Well, su supposedly that is where the design for the one seventeen and the b2 came from uh, however there is in testing an air uh, a u.s air force reconnaissance aircraft shaped exactly like that triangle yeah so and they have been <coughs> testing it off and on for for years now um and for those that don't know, that F-117, uh, it's also called the Nighthawk. Um, one of the most gorgeous planes to ever be made. And I will yeah. say, Lockheed Martin knows how to make a fucking plane. Yeah, that, that is one of my favorites. I When I got out of the military, before I went back into law enforcement, I tried to get in with Lockheed Martin. And even with my security clearance, I couldn't do it. Um, they're, they're they got they've got all kinds of crazy 
solved. That's probably one mystery solved of the, the yes. potentially potentially yeah. some of the things it um explained away on the Skinwalker Ranch, but as we're about to find out, there's just some things that yeah, I don't we'll, think Lockheed Martin is making. We're we're gonna go through some of for each of these things, uh, I have a section where it's counterpoints to what it could actually be. People trying to debunk it. Um, but yeah, guys, if you've never seen the F-117, go look it up. Uh, it's by Lockheed Martin. I believe it was retired in 2008. We don't use it anymore. Um, because we moved on to much better and much stealthier things. Um, the the difference was that F-117 was able to use panels on it to deflect radar where some mm -hmm. of the stuff that we have now actually goes fucking invisible. So... Yeah, I don't, yeah. don't think anything is invisible. I think they said it, they it refracts light. It's, now. It, now they're using what's called environmental um, camouflage. So it actually projects a image. Yeah, it like of takes the surrounding a environment. Takes pictures and boop, 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 boop. like yeah. there's actually and Pam. Uh, Pamela like this. Uh, there is actually a real working um, uh, the invisibility cloak from Harry Potter that does the same thing. It's got mini cameras. It's, it's got mini cameras. Don't, don't don't tell her about that because then she's gonna want me to buy one. <laughs> it's got mini cameras that take pictures of the surrounding and make you go invisible. Um, so so there. During the Sherman's time on the ranch, they reported seeing UFOs or related phenomena as frequently as every other night during certain periods. This high frequency of sightings over such a short span made the ranch stand out compared to other UFO hotspots. Again, there are certain times throughout the years that testing is done more. Um, especially at the time that they owned this, that was we were testing this stealth tech and all of that pretty frequently to try and get it to work before we took it to war. Um, while many UFO reports occur at night, making it challenging to identify the objects accurately, the ranch had several daylight sightings offering better visibility and description of the anomalies. Now, when NIDS took over the ranch's studies, they set up a range of monitoring equipment, including cameras and other sensors. While they reported various anomalies during their investigations, capturing definitive proof of UFOs proved elusive. Their monitoring equipment would often malfunction or be tampered with under mysterious circumstances. However, the NIDS team, consisting of scientists and researchers, reported their own personal sightings of aerial phenomena similar to the Shermans. Now again, malfunction of equipment. EMPs. Ha ha, magical. A localized EMP, very possible. We've been doing it for decades. So it it's not that hard to, to prove that. Um, now, cattle mutilation. Cattle on the ranch have been mutilated under mysterious circumstances, often with surgical precision and no obvious cause of death. 
The cattle were often found dead with surgical-like incisions. These incisions were not jagged or torn, but appeared as if done with precision, often described akin to a laser cut. They commonly removed parts included ears, eyes, lips, tongues, and genitalia. Some instances, rectal and utter tissue were also reported as extracted. Many of the carcasses had been drained of blood, but strangely, there were no signs of blood on the ground or around the animal. There were no signs of tracks or footprints around the mutilated animals, making the cause of death even more mysterious. Now, getting back to that where you said about the EMP, mm -hmm. um, the only problem with that theory, and this is what was said by some of the researchers out there at the ranch the malfunctions of the devices happen in very specific areas you cannot localize an EMP attack and that was what they said and that was the biggest debate so if, if the EMP if it was an EMP attack there would be a larger radius like like they were whatever the beam or whatever was targeting specific equipment throughout the research, which was interesting. Which would which would imply either something in the machines tracking Correct. it, Correct. or an intelligence behind something that was like. Correct. Key. Correct. Yeah. All right. So, um. With these cattle mutilations, the of course everybody wants to say, "Oh, they're animals. They're it's blah 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 blah." But then comes the surgical aspect of the cuts, the missing parts, the no blood on the ground. So where did the extraction of the blood go? Because um, the blood was missing. So. And some of the mutilations happen in incredibly short time frames. For instance, Terry Sherman reports seeing his cattle alive and seemingly fine, only to discover one of them mutilated after leaving them out of sight for just a few minutes. This rabid nature of mutilations made typical explanations like scavenger activities seem less likely. Um... In some instances, living cattle seemed to act unnaturally when a mutilation was about to occur or had just occurred. There were reports of the cattle crowding together in fear, even pressing themselves against fences or barriers to escape an unseen threat. Dogs on the ranch also showed extreme fear during these events, sometimes refusing to leave their kennels for days. During the Sherman's short tenure on the ranch, 94 to 96, they reportedly lost around 14 head of cattle to these mysterious mutilations, which is significant economic loss for the family. Some of these cattle were prize-breeding animals intensifying the financial blow. When NIDS took over that's, the... That's not cheap. No, it's not. Even in the 90s. When NIDS took over the investigations on the ranch, they took particular interest in the cattle mutilation phenomenon. In one instance during the NIDS investigation, a calf was discovered mutilated within sight of the monitoring equipment. The event appeared to have occurred within a matter of minutes and in daylight, despite the close proximity of cameras. No evidence of what caused the mutilation was captured. The team conducted a necropsy, necropsy, an autopsy for animals, 
on site and confirm the precision of the cuts in the absence of blood. Now, some skeptic explanations, and then we can decide if we agree with these or not. Skeptics often cite natural explanations for cattle mutilation, mutilation such as scavengers, bird coyotes, etc., targeting soft tissue. Decay and bloating after death can cause the skin to split in a way that might seem surgical to an untrained observer. However, many of the Skinwalker Ranch cases defy these explanations due to the precision of the incisions and the rapid time frame in which they occurred. And I agree, um, again, with scavengers, birds, coyotes, things like that, you're going to see blood on the ground. There's going to be blood everywhere with this. They are going to be ravaged. They're, they're not going to have a clean precision cut. So that kind of throws that out the window. And decaying and bloating after death happens very slowly. The bloating, especially in animals, can take three to five days to start, depending on the weather conditions. But the farmers are saying that they're seeing it within a matter of minutes. I mean, there's really no explanation. I mean, even the most extreme weather would not do that. You still need days. Yeah. You still would need days to do it. So this is, I, I really... This is one of those things where people are just not going to believe it unless you are there to see it. Because to me, from a skeptic's point of view, I would say you lied. Because you're you're basically telling people, well, this happened. It's like, really? Because that kind of defies the laws of nature there that we, uh, we... we know them as because, like you said, animals rip, tear, and shred. They don't; they're not surgical in how they and how they eat. They maybe maybe some animals are sur- are surgical like when they kill, but not when they eat. Yeah, and especially the scavengers. decay part. Yeah, and the decay part is like, oh, it's bloated. It's this. It's like I I really don't have an explanation. I'm not going to say that it's it's false because, I mean, it's one thing for one person to just say that, but if multiple people are saying, hey, we are having something going on here that is defying all reasonable explanations, you, you really got to start to, uh, okay, something's going on here. Yeah. But in the absence of somebody telling me, I, for me, I got to be like, I don't know. I just don't know. Well, plus, you're going to have evidence of the scavenger. Mm-hmm. You know, you had that mutilation that was that happened within feet of the monitoring equipment, yet nothing was seen on any of the cameras. You know, you would have the video of an incoming ground predator, aerial predator... You know, they don't just vanish. Even birds of prey, you know, hover hover around the, the, the carcass and things of that nature. So, um, and, okay, well, I don't know if they mentioned it, but I, if memory serves correctly, the, the wounds for the mutilated animals weren't just surgical, but they were cauterized too, I believe. Uh, it doesn't say, it just says that they were made with surgical precision and that pieces were 
taken out. There, it's just there. There's no possible way it was an animal, at yeah. all. No. Yeah. And that Chupacabra. there's and there's no blood. Well, even the, even the chupacabra is an animal. If you really start yeah. thinking about it, the chupacabra is, is well. We an saw animal. if you watch the show Grimm, you see the chupacabra and how nasty and brutal it is. I've yeah. never seen. Oh, you'll you would like it it's so good oh you gotta watch it i'm sure sure. but but again though that kind of reinforces what i said though an animal may kill precisionally like what what a chupacabra Mm -hmm. would do but once he's done once he's killed once it's killed it's it's an animal why why is it eating why is it eating the intestines and not the flesh why is the flesh being left intact we, there, there, there's only there's only one thing that we know that eats organs, and that's a werewolf. Oh, werewolves eat the hearts. So, um, which we will get into cryptids here in a minute. Um, all right, orbs. Witnesses have reported seeing orbs of different colors flying around, some of which appear have appear to have a consciousness or intent. The orbs have <coughs> the orbs reported have ranged in size with some as small as a baseball and others as large as a basketball. Colors vary as well with the most common being blue, orange, red, yellow, and white. Some orbs are described as glowing, giving off their own light, while others seem more translucent or even solid. On multiple occasions, witnesses have described these orbs as behaving with seeming with seeming intention or intelligence the they have been observed to respond to human presence or actions for example some orbs have reportedly retreated or advanced in response to a person approaching or shining a light at them this seeming awareness has added to the intrigue surrounding these orbs as it differentiates them from natural phenomena like ball lightning or swamp gas now, some orbs have been reported to cause harm. There's a particularly well-known account from Terry Sherman, the original owner, who claimed an orb buzzed around his head. When his dogs chased and snapped at it, the orb led them into some thick brush. After hearing yelps, Sherman found three greasy lumps and an acrid burning smell where his dogs had been, suggesting they had been vaporized or otherwise harmed by the orb. Livestock, especially cattle, seem to be particularly agitated by the presence of the orbs, often becoming fearful or panicked when an orb was nearby. So yes, these orbs vaporized his dogs. They were killed immediately. Now, Uh, for me, this is just another government experiment. Testing, Testing something, some type of device that is that is remotely manned uh, again it it just came out that we've been trying to reverse engineer alien technology yeah so yeah. this this could be exactly that it's not necessarily aliens i'm not saying it's aliens i'm not saying it's aliens <laughs> um, but it's aliens but, i'm telling you but yeah, so th- this could be exactly that. Again, we're in Utah, we're in testing grounds. This could be the reverse engineering of something to... Because could you imagine the military doing a army full of these orbs that can vaporize anybody that it touches? 
Uh, well, when was this? Was in the nineties? This happened. This happened in the nineties. Yeah, uh, between it would have been between ninety four and ninety six. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, this would be something pretty awesome for the military to have. But my question is, where is it? If to me a successful test against three living animals, if this thing can vaporize so and so, unless they're already using it and we're just not aware of it. I mean, um, uh, this sounds like something like a game changer. Like, I mean, in military terms. Again, I my security clearance is good, but not that good. I I don't think any. But he's outside of the president of the United States is that is, is good. and even then I have some doubts. I I that is anything to do with that would be above classified. That would yeah, be I, your, that would be a your eyes only kind of thing, like probably SecDef, the president, and maybe the CIA director. Yeah, and then the leaders of each respective military. And that's about it. And then whoever uses it. Um, yeah. But it's possible. It, the only other explanation is that it's some kind of weapon that somebody developed and they're just keeping it very under wraps. Or it malfunctioned and it did that. Or it's just a straight up lie by, by, um, by the Could Sherman be. family. Um, some... Reports suggest a connection between the appearance of orbs and other anomalous events on the ranch. For instance, orbs have been sighted in the vicinity of UFO sightings or cattle mutilations, suggesting they might be related or even casual in some way. Now, with that being said, going back to the military, if these are military devices, could they be the ones that apparently they vaporize what if they have another aspect of them that can make those surgical-like precision uh, incisions along the cattle? Mm-hmm. And then just taking the organs is just a cover-up. It it's could to, be. It's to throw, I... throw everybody... We know how much the military likes to cover their asses and hide things. Yeah, yeah that's why I can believe that this was... Me- maybe somebody tried to make something happen and they were like, Oh, crap. Uh, it seems very odd that they would just pick this. Like, of all the... It was a humpy Bogart said, with all the gin joints in all the world, she had to come into mind. It'd be kind of... it's. It strikes me as a little odd that it's like, of all the ranches and all the thing, it'd be a lot easier for the U.S. government simply to go buy some cows well, and just the... do it there, as opposed to just some... The thing, target some poor rancher that can, though, he's going to go. The thing is, though, that's a 480-acre ranch. That is massive. That's a massive ranch. Who says that oh, before? It's huge. Who And I'll be honest, who says that the military doesn't own part of it? Well, that's but my thing is, though, is that the Sherman family, this is their livelihood. This is not something... They're, you know, they're, this is this is when, their money. When, this is not when the government's do, money. When does when does the military care about people's livelihood? Oh, I I agree. And I'll I'll tell problem. you from from my military experience, and I can say certain things. I for those that don't know, the reason I got my security clearance in the first place is 
I did nuclear security for the Air Force. I guarded nuclear weapons. I know where every nuclear site is in the entire United States. Um, they, and I can, since I'm not pinpointing where they are, I can say what I'm saying. Um, most of them are on farmland in the middle of nowhere. The military buys a section of the farmland. They build the, they build the housing for the ICBMs and things like that. And then the farm goes on as normal. And basically the military pays rent to these farmers to utilize it. Um, and by the farm going on as normal, it detracts from you knowing that there's a nuke site there. So this is something that the military could have done as well. They test in Utah all the time. They very well could own or rent a part of that 480 acres and some and it just happened to spill over into this non-rented part and these people are trying to make money off of it or they don't know exactly what's happening i mean i don't know i get i can see them flying over and certain devices going there but purposely targeting this guy's cattle for anything is just it's much easier and it's to keep something like this under wraps by just getting your own cattle where you can do anything you want and nobody will ever report it because who's going to report it? Whereas the Sherman family is literally reporting their, you know, authorities are coming out to try and, yeah, you but, know, and figure out what is going on. But it re- it's too risky. But it's up, too risky. up until too many questions get looked. up until this point, nobody, the military's said, Oh, we have no, we're not doing anything. We're not doing anything. And everybody said, Oh, okay. And up until this point, like, it's, oh, do we believe this farmer, this farmer that is probably hurting for money, or do we believe the United States government? Obviously, we're a lot smarter now that we don't trust our government. Um, we do trust you to a certain extent, uh, security clearance people. Um, but, but yeah, so... I, I just I, I just don't see it being some of the, these balls of lightning. I just don't see I don't necessarily see them as purposeful government testing. I just don't. There's a lot of easier ways to do that where they're going after essentially tar, if their whole thing is to test. Oh, let's test this guy's cattle. No, it, if they want to test it on cattle, they'll get their own cows. Though that's just that's just how the government works. So they're not going to go after some random dude. So, NIDS, um, during the period when NIDS was actively researching their ranch, their team had multiple encounters with these orbs. On one occasion, an investigator reported an intense blue orb that seemed to maneuver through trees and avoid obstacles, further suggesting an intelligence or guiding force behind the orb's movements. Despite their advanced equipment, NIDS struggled to capture definitive proof of these orbs, equipment malfunctions, and other technical challenges often arose when trying to document the phenomena. Now, let's go into some skeptics. Skeptics often suggest that the orbs could be misidentified natural phenomena. Ball lightning, although rare and not fully understood, is sometimes cited as a possible explanation. However, the behavior and variety of the orbs at Skinwalker Ranch challenge this explanation. 
Another possible explanation is man-made craft or drones, like we were saying, especially for orbs that seem to display intentional movements. Given the proximity to various military installations, some skeptics speculate about the possibility of undisclosed military technology tests. And then psychological factors such as heightened fear or expectations can also influence perception, leading people to misinterpret conventional lights or natural phenomena. So... It's. I mean, to be honest, I won't know. We can debate this all day, but until we see it with our own eyes, yeah, that's really what it comes down to. Right? I like. I again, I would love to go to Skinwalker Ranch. I would love to see this myself, with based off my experience and tell what I believe it is based off of my experience, because um, I I feel like with our knowledge we would know pretty quickly and pretty easily if it's military or not we'd also have to get a cow you know to see if that's true i mean if the aliens are listening you are doing that to the cow at least don't 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 ruin the meat so that we can cook it later exactly um cryptid sightings one of my favorites on skinwalker ranch some claim to have seen unidentified creatures like large wolves that are seemingly impervious to bullets or other cryptids. Uh, <clears throat> there is a wolf-like creature. One of the most famous incidents reported by the Sherman family shortly after moving to the range involved a large wolf-like creature. This wolf approached their livestock pen in a non-threatening manner as if it were a lost pet. Unexpectedly, it grabbed a calf by the snout through the bars of its enclosure. Terry Sherman and his father reportedly shot the creature multiple times before it let go and casually walked away seemingly unharmed. They tracked it, but the track stopped abruptly as if the creature had vanished. When they examined the ground where they shot the creature, they found an unpleasant musky odor and some tufts of hair. The bullet seemed to have no effect on the creature. It's a werewolf. They weren't using silver bullets. Uh, I believe uh, werewolves, as we know it, um... Out west, out there, the, the the natives have a different version. It's almost like a a, sh- a skinwalker shapeshifter kind of thing. So this is different. A... This is different. Where because okay. we the so yes they they do have the whole skinwalker thing, which is where skinwalker range came from. But this wolf creature is different than a skinwalker. They they're they're two different things in this aspect. This is undoubtedly more like a werewolf than a skinwalker. And like I said, we'll get into skinwalker. That's one of the cryptids that's out there. Um, but yeah, th- this is believed to be more werewolf-like. Um, there were other reports of mysterious large dogs or dog-like creatures. Some were described as hyena-like due to their size and behavior. These creatures were sometimes seen at night with eyes that glowed in the dark. Now, one of the biggest, biggest things to come out of here. Bigfoot. Um, Bigfoot, really? Utah is one of the biggest sightings of Bigfoot. It's huge. As well as Ohio. Um, I actually live right down the river from one of the largest sightings of Bigfoot 
slash Yeti, Sasquatch, whatever you want to call them. Um, while not as frequent as other sightings, there have been reports of tall, hairy humanoid figures reminiscent of the classic Bigfoot or Sasquatch. The Uintal Basin, where Skinwalker Ranch is located, has a history of the Bigfoot sightings, so this isn't entirely out of place. Ben, you like this. Reptilians. You mean like lizard people? Yes. Some witnesses have reported seeing creatures that resemble classic reptilian or lizard man descriptions. These are humanoid entities, but with scaly skin and lizard-like features. These sightings are more rare compared to the wolf-like and Bigfoot-like encounters. Um, and there is an entire movement of the, like, reptilians, people believing the reptiles are living in the sewers and all of that. We'll probably do a whole series on that as well. That's an entire episode in, it, in itself. Um, shadow beings. Not precisely cryptids in the traditional sense, but numerous accounts have spoken of shadowy figures or entities that move around the ranch, especially at night. These shadow beings are described as darker than the night around them, humanoid but lacking clear features. Probably a spirit of some kind um, that is just emanating darkness. There is <coughs> some poltergeist activity. The ranch has had reports that align with classic poltergeist activity. This includes invisible entities that seem to have physical effects on the environment, such as unseen presences and rooms, objects moving by themselves, and disembodied voices. There are also unexplained sounds. The Sherman and subsequent visitors have reported hearing unexplained sounds, including machinery operating underground, heavy footsteps, roars, and growls. Some of these might be attributed to cryptids, while others suggest different uh, anomalous activities. And now... The Ute tribe and Skinwalker lore. So we're going to talk a little bit about this, the Skinwalker a little bit later, but this one is... Um, the ranch is situated near the Ute Indian Reservation, and the tribe's oral history speaks of Skinwalkers, which are powerful spirits or entities in Native American lore. Skinwalker, in certain traditions, is a person who has the ability to transform into an animal. The Utes consider the ranch in the path of the Skinwalker and traditionally regarded the area as cursed and avoided it. Now, skeptics can often argue that many cryptid sightings can be chalked up to misidentifications of known animals, especially under low-light conditions or during moments of stress. Power of suggestion, given the ranch's reputation, might also influence visitors to misinterpret or embellish what they see. Psychological factors, folklore, and the fear of the unknown can combine to create vivid experiences that may not reflect objective reality. Now, that is where you almost get into um, a... Uh, what am I thinking of? Over. Yes. Um, that's where you get into that, where it's all about speaking something into existence. Um, yeah, you have people just will it into existence. Correct. There it is. So it, it's like Slender Man. Slender Man is considered a... God. They're considered a topa. Um, because oh nothing 
happened until they people started talking about him and then he all of a sudden started to appear so um i i think that's kind of what we're getting with a lot of these cryptids uh is they are a topa um and it, again it's just one of those things where you have to kind of be there and see it i mean yeah i mean if you're look if you go to some place looking or whatever see you'll see it or you'll see whatever you think it looks like it's all a matter of interpretation it's a matter of what you see you know and you, you it's just like you said if you're if your mindset is like okay i'm going into a scary place with all these legendary creatures, I hope I don't run into them. Secretly, you you want to run into them. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're, you're there for a reason. I can, I can. We could walk into a brand new built home, and I could say, "Hey, this place is haunted." You're gonna probably manifest something. Like, for my personal, just from a paranormal experience, I used to work for the Buffalo Sabers, and sometimes at night after work, I would go running in the arena when it was, you know, just take a couple laps around the arena and I would on certain places I I start feeling like what is going on here there's like there's something there I'm getting like your body knows when something's wrong something is there that's not supposed to be there when you're in a place that is completely empty and devoid of humans where and um that's when I, you know, you have an idea, you have a better idea. Hey, okay, something's going on here. But if you, that's how you know something's authentic. You know, yeah. if you were to just, if we were to go to the Skinwalker Ranch, I personally feel, we'd probably feel something. But again, if we're going there like, okay, we all know what's going on, all this crazy stuff. Yeah. And we'll find it. Or we'll find something that will be like, yeah, yeah, we'll start making connecting dots that may not necessarily be there. Yeah, like you, I would be, I would be very interested to know for this paranormal activity. Did this happen before all the crazy, creepy stuff started happening, or was it happening in the middle or toward the end? Because at that point, I would feel like this the Sherman family is probably really stressed out now, so probably everything is really setting them off. Well. Speaking of that, we're going to go into some of the poltergeist activity. Um, so the Sherman family reported mysterious events such as groceries disappearing and reappearing, strange voices, strange voices and objects moving on their own. On numerous occasions, the Sherman family reported objects being moved, relocated, or disappearing altogether. For example, Terry Sherman once mentioned that he'd place a set of pliers down only to later find them in the freezer. Um, there were instances where groceries were unpacked and put away only to be later discovered back in the bags. That would piss me off. Yeah. Like at least, like... at least unpack them. <laughs> Don't pack uh, them back uh, up. Unpack them for me. If you're going to be a dick. I, honestly, that sounds like somebody was pulling a prank on them. Uh, it's, and it's entirely possible. They had kids. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's something I would do to my mom. Something yeah, you would do to Pam. Will... Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might do something like that. She, this is gonna be the one episode she listens to. Yeah, of course. It would be that <laughs> luck on that. Uh, mysterious noises, often with no discernible source, were frequently reported. These include strange bangs, knocking sounds from within the walls or on the windows, and even what sounded like heavy machinery operating underground. Disembodied voices were occasionally heard, sometimes speaking in an unknown language or simply producing unintelligible whispers. Okay, so this here. Here's another thing to throw out there. Again, this is right next to the Ute tribe. What if at one point this was a burial ground? It could be. I mean, it's not like they had grave registration back no. then it if there is actually a cultural taboo with the ute and the navajo which are which is also the navajo tribe is, reservation isn't too too far away from there as well and utah that part of utah and everything was kind of like a shared land with with them yeah um it's possible one or the other it could be something significant if there's a if there if there really is a cultural taboo hey bad things happen there i mean maybe something bad happened there and this is it is restless spirits and i mean and more I, people just happen to be in the middle of it yeah it I, doesn't it doesn't explain other stuff though, no but, but this does. part it it could be at some point and this would have to take a lot of historical study and again Unfortunately, with a lot of Native American stuff, it's all verbal. It's all word of mouth. Um, they're they're they have such strong oral traditions. Um, but it could have been that uh, the Ute and the Navajo fought for land. Uh, it happened all the time. They tribes oh, yeah. were, tried to take over other land. Tried to get more land. Tried to the the Ute aren't as big as the Navajo and the, the Navajo statistically and historically were much larger than the Ute clans were. Yeah. There's uh there's always now, obviously not, this doesn't mean anything now, but back before, you know, settler European and American settlers to the West. Yes. The, the Ute and the Navajo were, were rivals in the sense they raided each other for cattle, uh, hunting ground, land did you name it they you know they were not peaceful they weren't necessarily peacefully coexisting so yeah it's entirely possible that maybe something terrible yeah. happened when and there's and that would explain the paranormal um so the shermans reported seeing shadowy figures or apparitions in and around their property these entities would often vanish upon closer inspection or when lights turned on some of these figures were humanoid, while others were less distinguishable in form. Now, with this, some figures were humanoid. Let's say the ones that are less distinguishable in form. Chieftain, full headdress. As a spirit, that's going to look weird to somebody. You're going to see what look what you would think would be a body, and then you're going to see this big plume of feathers, or they're they're all in their tribal headdresses, or they're carrying uh, a lot of the especially the Ute and the Navajo back then they would wrap themselves with giant furs and things like that and that that could also explain if they are seeing these 
spirits of these Native Americans that could also put into the factor of maybe some of the cryptids as well because they are seeing these humans wearing fur. And so that it kind of plays into that as well. Um, now, there were invisible entities as well. These were accounts of feeling an invisible presence in a room or sensing something unseen brushing past. This sometimes coincided with unexplained cold spots or changes in the environment. On certain occasions, the unseen presence was believed to be responsible for physical interactions such as shoving or even harm. For instance, one of the researchers from the NIDS team claimed to feel an unseen force grab his arm. Now, what I'm about to mention is kind of iffy because of who he is. But, Zach Baggins. We all know how I feel about Zach Baggins. I hate him. I can't stand him. He's a fake. He started out as real, became a fake. Um, but they did a whole thing on Skinwalker Ranch. It was cool. It was great to go see the inside, which, by the way, there's a TV show right now called, like, Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch or something. It came out in 2020. Go watch it. It's amazing. Um, it the, the current owner let everybody come in and do some stuff. But Zach Baggins had a point on the Skinwalker Ranch where he felt a... And again, whether this is real or not, it's hard to tell with Zach because he has been known to fake a lot of stuff. Um, but he froze and felt like he wanted to kill somebody because he felt this unseen presence that just had like this hold on him. Um, and that's kind of what they see here. Now, there's malfunctioning equipment, electronic devices and machinery would sometimes malfunction or act erratically without a clear reason. Batteries would drain rapidly and devices would turn off and on unexpectedly. During the NIDS investigation, surveillance equipment and cameras would often malfunction, especially during moments when the researchers tried to document anomalous events. Now, one of the more bizarre instances of poltergeist-like activity was the reported teleportation of cattle. In one notable event, the Shermans found their entire herd of cattle crammed into a small camper the door was locked from the inside and there was no logical explanation for how the cattle ended up there. The animals seemed highly stressed. So this entire herd, we don't know how big it was, um, but this entire herd was crammed into a small camper locked from the inside. So how, how did that happen? Um... Now, poltergeist activity has often been attributed to natural causes or hoaxes. Um, skeptics will point skeptics will point to infrasound sound waves below the range of human hearing as a potential cause for feelings of unease or even hallucinations. Some believe that poltergeist activity. Um, some believe that poltergeist phenomena can be unconsciously manifested by individuals undergoing stress or psychological turmoil. 
This theory posits the, that the activity is not the result of external entities, but rather human-caused manifestations, tulpas, like we were talking about. Given the heightened state of alertness and expectations at Skinwalker Ranch, it's also suggested that ordinary events might be perceived as extraordinary due to the ranch's reputation. Again, Native Americans wearing headdresses, wearing... And it could even be the Ute that are there, that are doing ceremonies, or, or are being seen, are being mistaken as some of these things. That's a lot of... Lot of very plausible explanations the teleportation thing I again you're going to have to show me that one because yeah. that one is a little hard to stomach it's like my cattle's been moved I'm like not just one cattle something? an entire herd an entire yeah. an entire herd locked inside of a small camper and locked from the inside now i guess it's, i guess it's got to be one of those things you would have to have been there yeah. to see them lock it up and do it now we're going to talk about the skinwalkers in navajo tradition and things like that so a skinwalker known as ye nald lushi in the navajo language translates to by means of it it goes on all fours it's essentially a harmful witch capable of transforming into animals among other malevolent acts. Primary ability attributed to skinwalkers is power to shapeshift into various animals such as wolves, coyotes, bears, birds, or other creatures. This transformation allows them to move stealthily, causing harm or spying on others. In Navajo tradition, a person becomes a skinwalker by being initiated into the witchery way. This initiation often involves a deeply taboo act like the killing of a close relative. Such acts forever tie the individual to the malevolent path. Beyond transformation, skinwalkers are attributed with other supernatural powers. They can control creatures, use spells to harm or manipulate people, and possess individuals or animals. They might use talismans like bones or feathers to enhance their spells. Some tales suggest that they can use the powdered bones of infants as a lethal poison. When not transformed, skinwalkers might appear as a hunched-over old humans but with eyes that can glow in the dark. When they transform the animals they turn into might look slightly off like an animal that's almost right but has some human features or behaviors. Now, talking about skinwalkers is a major taboo with the Navajo culture. It's believed that discussing them can draw their attention or even retaliation. As a result, first-hand accounts are deep discussions that skinwalkers from Navajo individuals can be hard to come by. Now, the connection to Skinwalker Ranch, the ranch's name, Skinwalker Ranch, draws directly from this Native American legend, setting a tone of mystery and potential supernatural influence. The ranch is close to the Ute Indian Reservation. Historical accounts suggest that the Navajo cursed the Ute tribe with skinwalkers. The Ute people have their stories of skinwalkers and traditionally regard the grounds of the ranch as cursed or unholy, with Ute tribal leaders advising members to avoid the area. While many of the events at the ranch could be attributed to other phenomena like UFOs, orbs, cryptids, some of the more unexplainable occurrences, especially those of more malicious or trickster-like nature, are sometimes attributed to Skinwalker activity. Some critics argue that the name Skinwalker Ranch and its associated lore might explore or misrepresent Native American beliefs, using them as a sort of spooky backdrop without a genuine understanding or respect for the culture for which the legends originate. Um, again, 
we talked a little bit about Skinwalker Ranch or about Skinwalkers. A lot of this could have been done by Skinwalkers. Um, the big thing that I what we're about to talk about is one of my favorite parts and one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about Skinwalker Ranch. Dimensional portals. Now, I am a firm believer in the multiverse theory. Obviously, we see the multiverse theory in movies all the time. There's different same same planets, different multiverse, different universe, different timeline, whatever. There are claims of portals or wormholes appearing through which unknown creatures emerge and disappear. Some witnesses have claimed to see bright, large orbs that seem to open up into a sort of portal from which other entities or UFOs emerged. These orbs weren't merely floating lights. They appeared to act as gateways or doorways to another place or dimension. There's also sky portals. On certain occasions, witnesses have reported seeing parts of the sky light up or distort, with unidentified craft or objects appearing to either come out of these areas or disappear into them. These sky windows or portals were transient, appearing for short durations, then vanishing. Um, some of the events at the ranch seem to suggest a level of predictive intelligence or an unseen observer. For instance, when the NIDS team set up surveillance equipment aiming at certain areas where activities were frequently reported, the anomalies would suddenly start manifesting just outside the camera's field of view. This led to speculations about a possible portal or gateway that these phenomena used, which was somehow always one step ahead of human observation. Now, the multiverse theory, like I was discussing, modern physics uh, posits the existence of multiple dimensions or a multiverse. While these ideas are still highly theoretical and not universally accepted, some believe that places like Skinwalker Ranch might be spots where our reality is thin, allowing other dimensions or realities to bleed through. Now, this is where the theory comes of... Of course, we have multiple theories of aliens, uh, one being that they are just in the distant universe and we have not met them yet. Um, the other is that they are living here in a different dimension that uh, it's been claimed by people on the ranch that if you go to certain parts of the ranch, you can, at just the right angle, you can see a portal-like view and that leads to another dimension. Um, I would love for this to be true. I would love for there to be multiple dimensions. Eh. But again, it's one that unless you see it, you don't really know. This seems like uh, very. Uh, while I'm not sure how I feel about the theory of the multiverse, this does seem like a. I don't want to say I, when I use the word convenient, I don't. I don't make it to sound like they're just making it up. It it is a very convenient the explanation as to to explain there because on one hand we've got um we've got phenomenon that is very in line with 
UFO or extraterrestrials, but on the other hand, we've got stuff that is clearly paranormal in nature and linked to Native American folklore and stuff. Now, as far as I can tell, this is the probably the one of the few, if not the only place where the two seem to live coincide right right next to each other, where we have possibly, you know, paranormal activity and extraterrestrial or interdimensional stuff going all out at the same time. It seems like a very rare a rare thing, but if this is a place where reality doesn't really work the same well, it kind of explains everything. Well, and that and that's the thing. Like again, you typically don't see aliens with cryptids with poltergeists. It's not typically the same thing. It's one or the other. Where Skinwalker Ranch is such a phenomena that it has everything. It makes, it has to make you wonder if the, uh, for lack of a better word, the veil is so thin there that everything can come through, no matter what it is. Or is it so outland? It's so outlandish that it's probably fake. Not to say that I'm saying it is. And it, to say that, but it could be. You know, it it, it yeah. very well could be. I mean, and that's not to say that all of these things are fake, because obviously we all of us here believe aliens exist. Um, again, like we've said before, it'd be pretty stupid and naive of us to think that we are the only the only living species in the world that is intelligent in the universe that's intelligent and is capable of habitating a world um there now there are certain cryptids i don't believe in do i believe bigfoot exists no i i don't believe what? bigfoot exists i i think Bigfoot was some guy found the tracks of a giant fucking bear and it's like one of those tulpa things. It just happened and then now you've got people running around in in suits made to look like Bigfoot just to make some money. I, I don't think Bigfoot exists. Werewolves, I, I believe werewolves exist. Um, to, do they... Are they the are they what we see in Teen Wolf and no stuff like that? No, I think they are more animalistic, but can be like bipedal. Um, so well, they they are able to, and they're smarter. They can understand language and things like that i don't think a traditional like somebody's walking around as a human and just full moon happens and they transform into a wolf i don't i don't think that but i think werewolves exist to an extent well werewolves the actual european lore where they come from the it's very similar almost to kind of the skinwalkers really honestly they they but the the gist of it is is that they either uh, make a deal with the devil in some cases, um, or they drink, or they drink a magic potion, or they wear a magical object, talisman. like a, a 
talisman. Uh, I've heard of magical wolf pelt, but they turn into a wolf. Like Correct. you're right, they are like intelligent. There is like an actual wolf. They are yeah. not. They don't. They they're not running around on two feet, chasing maidens through the forest and yeah. biting people and running away and infecting them. They're not doing any of that. If they're they're essentially just becoming an actual well, wolf, and albeit an unnatural we'll probably discuss it because where there is one man in particular in history that they called a werewolf and i don't remember what his name was it was in france it was actually one of the first cases of a of them trying to convict him of lycanthropy and uh, other werewolf activities gillis garnier in 1573 yes. he was a serial killer he was called the werewolf it, of dole we we may touch He's on up. him because I I also want to do Vlad the Impaler, who is yeah. of course our inspiration for Dracula and where mm -hmm. and vampires. So um, that's something else that we'll go through. Um, so before we kind of wrap up, some other theories suggest that the human mind can interact with or even influence these portals either opening them or attracting phenomena from them. The consistent evasiveness of the phenomena always staying just out of clear view or, or documentation has led to some has led some to pose it that there's a consciousness or intent behind these events. Another hypothesis is that certain areas on Earth due to specific geological and electromagnetic conditions might naturally produce phenomena that resemble portals. In this view, Skinwalker Ranch might be one such hotspot. Skeptics often argue that the portal sightings are misinterpretations of natural phenomena, optical illusions, or even hoaxes. The transient and elusive nature of these events make them difficult to study, leaving much room for speculation. Now, some, re some researchers suggest that the wide variety of anomalies at the ranch, UFOs, cryptids, orbs, etc., could all be manifestations from these portals, indicating an interconnectedness of seemingly disparate events. Um, and I was going to go into NIDS, but to be honest, I I don't really care about NIDS that much. Um, we'll, we'll use NIDS for any of our other like ufo and alien stuff because they do come up quite a bit um but i want to get final thoughts from everybody we um of the individual things what you believe what you don't believe and all of that so ben what are your thoughts of skinwalker ranch I think a lot of it's been hyped. I'm not saying nothing weird's not going on over there. Something definitely has happened. I sincerely, I, I don't know. I just, some of the stuff is just too, too out there to either be faked, but at the same time, it's so out there. How could it be real? It's, if it was just one thing, if it was one thing, like it was all these phen this phenomena, like like paranormals, like they're seeing ghosts and 
you know, other kind of poltergeist activities and we saw nothing else, I'd say, yeah, this is probably something really haunted there. Or if it was just the apparent UFO expo UFO stuff, I would say, okay, maybe something's going on out there. But we have ev we got a little bit of everything going on here. So this is one of those things where I think the only way we'd ever really know is if you start bringing pe people out there and start really recording and figuring out what's going on there. Because a problem with the inherent problem with some of these like knit excuse me, with NIDs and all these other scientific institutions going out there, they're going with a built-in bias. They, they, they study unexplained phenomena. So they're going to Skinwalker Ranch knowing its reputation, and they're going there not necessarily... I mean, I, again, I don't want to disparage anybody there, but from my point of view, from what I can see, they're going there to prove these phenomena are true. And come hell or high water, they're going to find something. It's the same thing. If you go there expecting to find something creepy, you will find creepy things because you already know they're there. You just got to find them. So that's my final thoughts on it. Aaron? All right. I see that point. I mean, you know, the old adage, if you look hard enough for something, you'll find it. Sure. Um, I... Do I do believe in Bigfoot? Um, for, Thank for, you. Thank for personal you. Personal reasons. Um, we will go find which, him together when we do. He he lived in Bigfoot. He lived in Bigfoot country. I lived in Big Bigfoot country for a couple of years, and um, had had some things happen. So um, that's neither here nor there. Maybe topic for another time. He he was he was sexually molested by Bigfoot. So I wasn't going to disclose that on the podcast. I, I, I wasn't. I was. I, I thought of the joke, but Caleb went there. I, I'm, I I don't. I'm not comfortable enough to discuss that on the podcast at this moment. Um, Let's just say his foot's not the only thing that's big. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, we're changing know. his it, name to Big Dick. <laughs> Big Papa. They don't call him Big Papa for a reason. You know uh, what happens when you have big feet? Big right. socks. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I've, I've been around long enough to know that there are a lot of things that we can't explain that, that exist. Um, we'd be stupid to think that um, – aliens don't exist and alien technology doesn't exist and this can't happen and that can't happen uh, the, the universe is a big place so we'd be stupid to to think otherwise um that being said do i necessarily think that all of it is legit i don't know i i think some of it is uh the military dabbling where they should not necessarily dabble um, and Ben, I understand what you're saying about, well, the military wouldn't do this and the military wouldn't do that. I beg to differ. History has shown countless times, countless times that the military will do what they deem best. And they don't necessarily not care. They but, just don't think it through. Well, it's not just that they don't think it through. They think that their 
ends to the means justifies what they do. And if it means sacrificing a few for the sake of the many, we have no problem doing that. And history has shown that, and that will always be that way. So if, if we can test reverse technology and things in out in the open and shed a um, cloak over it under whatever guise, which they did all through Project Blue Book and everything else, um, I, I, I don't put it past them in this instance. So I, is, is some of that their handiwork? Possibly. Um, and in regards to um, the Utes and the Navajos and, and their beliefs, they believe what they believe for a reason, you know? Um, so they're like with, with every religion and every belief, there's some validity to some extent. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, and that's, that's, you know, I, I, I think that it's very possible that there, there is some hanky shit going on there. Uh, and I would love to be a part of it firsthand just, just to see. So I stated before, I believe in the multiverse theory. I believe that there's could be an infinitesimal amount of earths. Um, there, even if you look at things Again, I've made it pretty obvious I'm no longer religious, but if you look at it biblically, where does it say that only one earth was made? It doesn't. It just says God made heaven and earth. It doesn't sp specify that there's just one earth, that he also... He said he made the moon and the stars, but there was nothing, and the planets were created, but there was no specificity of, well, there's this many of this, there's this many of this, there's this many of this. It was just kind of wide open. So even in your, anybody that is religious that is looking in and saying, oh, well, my Bible says this and this, well, no, it doesn't. Your your Bible doesn't say anything about that. It it just says he made the moon, the stars, he created the heavens and the earth, and blah, 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 and made the sky, made the water, but there's nothing that says that earth is earth, and it's the only one. So, who's to say that there aren't 15 different earths? Because, I mean, it, it, when, when I... Anybody that looks at us from a religious standpoint uh, about God creating us or things like that, it's humans are almost an experiment. Uh, humans are here. They were never made before. They are completely different from everything that was ever made. So who's to say, I mean, if we look at it from a scientific standpoint, 
when you are conducting an experiment, you don't just do one. You do multiple, to, and then you take the average of what happened in all of yours and compare them to each other and then figure out the outcome. So who's to say there aren't five, six, seven other Earths with not just humans, but other creatures that are there? However, however you believe we came to be the Big Bang Theory, creation, whatever, I don't, I'm not docking anybody for what they believe. Um, because, again, there's so many different religions, there's so many different beliefs out there, yours are different from mine, my beliefs are different from Ben's, but there's, we, obviously we respect each other's beliefs, we don't have to believe in them, but we respect them enough to say, okay, if that's what you believe, then that's what you believe, um, but I think no matter how you look at it, I think... If you, I think it'd be, it's pretty silly to think that we're it, we're all that's there. Um, so if we can have a gigantic universe that we've, uh, we've barely explored 0.01% of, who's to say we don't have multiple universes, multiverses, um, who's to say there is an Earth-22, and that the that there's not humans there, that it's actually skinwalkers that, that live there. Or that there's a whole planet of Bigfoots on another multiverse, and he just occasionally comes here because he's fucking bored. He hates his family, whatever. Um... It, I I think that the multiverse theory is plausible, and I think within the next 10, 15 years, we'll probably prove it to be right. Scientists are really, really trying to, pr to prove the multiverse theory. Um, and I, and of course, once that happens, then it's going to be us trying to figure out jumping dimensions and jumping to different universes. I think that's what comes next, because I think... There's some people that are still trying time travel, but I think people have figured out that if they can do multiverses instead, then that's the most beneficial. Um, so that's my beliefs. Again, like I said, I don't really believe in Bigfoot. There's other cryptids I do believe in. I don't believe in the Loch Ness Monster. I know Ben doesn't either. Um, I There's... I believe in the Chupacabra. I believe in the New Jersey Devil. Um, and again, these are all cryptids that we're going to talk about. But yeah, as for Skinwalker Ranch, is some I, I personally believe some of it is a hoax. I believe that there are some real things at Skinwalker Ranch. And then they realized, oh, hey, we can make money off of this. Let's go ahead and add some extra stuff. There, there's a reason that the new owner kept his name quiet for a while. So, I, I think that there's a mix of real and a hoax. And, uh, but, hey, owner of Skinwalker Ranch, if you want to prove us wrong, send us an invite. We'll come out there and we'll take a look, and we'll do a live report from there. But, um, yeah. So. With that, 
I want to thank everybody for watching. Thank you for visiting the Scarlet Tavern. Please remember to turn in your glasses, push in your seats, and as always, tip the bard. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.